Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are the 19096 Podcast. I'm John. Here's Rick. Say hi, Rick. Hi, Rick. We are a super narrow niche podcast about our Eagles. And don't worry, we are way more excited to talk about the Eagles than Ruben Zangaro. Uh, I'm coming to you live from the city of Napa, Stone's Throw, from former home of one Dick Vermeil, who up until about two weeks ago, three weeks ago, uh, Rick's son had no idea who he was. Shame on him. Uh, Rick, where are you this, uh, this fine evening? Uh, I am in the Philadelphia metropolitan area. Oh, excellent. At an I... undisclosed location. Oh, in your bunker, huh, again? Yes. yes exactly. Oh, excellent. Exactly. How are well, you, John? I'm doing well. Another week of uh, hot preseason football, which is filled with um, players I've never heard of. <laughs> and probably after these past two weeks, I will never hear from again, but that's okay. Um, yes, yeah. definitely a dearth of uh, starters that we saw this week on uh, the Eagles preseason game in Cleveland. And yes, I was looking through the, you know, uh, waiver wire on NFL.com and knew very few uh, of the people that were cut this past week. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, you'd have to go deep into the college football annals and, you know, rosters to find out who these guys were. And, uh, yes. Yeah, never heard of any of them. Correct. Correct. Yeah. We, we still haven't traded our friend Jalen Rager. But. No, no. Well, he, between him and, uh, um, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, I think both teams are waiting for a receiver or a quarterback to go down with a need. And then like, hey, we got one for you. Need one? <laughs> and they're going to wait till the bitter end. Yes, yes. Uh, so let's get into it, right? Okay. The Eagles had a preseason game. Yeah, with uh, your Cleveland Browns. I did watch it with our father. And your initial thoughts. Uh, well, we actually only watched um, the first quarter because yeah. we had a tea time to get to. But um, And our father reminded us that the Browns have never changed their uniforms, and that's part of what makes them so great. No, that's not part of what makes them so great, but <laughs> keep going. And we noticed that there are a lot of uh, Cleveland Brown fans dressed up as seats when they panned the stadium. Yeah, a lot of a lot of people that have gray arms, it would seem. I, I don't know what the, what that is, but right. yeah, right. and st- and stand about five foot one. Yes, um, and uh, yeah, I mean it was all backups. I mean the first drive was Boston Scott. I think he touched the touched the ball like nine times or something like that. Yeah, and basically just ran he ran over uh, what. Cam Jurgens in the interior line half the time, so they were getting their reps, as they say in the football world. Right, right. I don't think I think after that drive, uh, Boston Scott never came back in. Yeah. So yeah, you got us working the first drive. Yeah, which tells you. Yeah, which and uh, moved on. Which tells you, you know, you can you got a sense of where, um, uh, you know, who's going to make the rotation at running back for the Eagles this year. Right. Speaking of running back and Eagles and Browns, there's still rumors gurgling about about Kareem Hunt. Is that who it is? Kareem Hunt from yes. the Browns? Yes. Who, uh, who supposedly is of trade fodder. Um, I was listening to, who was it, Ross Tucker this past week uh, on the radio shows, and he basically said, like, yeah, and they're trying to trade a, for a Kareem Hunt, and then one of the uh, one of the fine folks chimed in and said, "Allegedly," which tells you he probably knows something that they're act- actively trying to talk and like figure this out, and like, you know, um, he kind of let it slip that like I, they probably are uh, looking at trade for Kareem Hunt because I mean, let's face it, we talked about it last week. Our buddy Miles Sanders. Isn't exactly, uh, you know, playing 17 games this year. I think we can all bet on that. Yes, exactly. Uh, he did not play at all this past week. And, um, yeah, I think, you know, as you look at our running backs, they're all, like, quick guys. There's no, like, a thumper. Right? Yeah. So I think they may be thinking, we need a, we need a big guy. Um, and it also didn't help that there were, you know, the Eagles practice with the Browns last week, and there were pictures 
of Sirianni talking with Kareem Hunt. Yeah, yeah, I see, yeah, I saw that too. <laughs> so, I mean, not exactly helping out the rumor mill there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's not squashing anything by having a chat. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But at the same time, if you're a coach, like, okay, you got to weigh. Okay, do I go over talk to him, knowing this may be inevitable, and like screw you know, screw what like theories or ideas or rumors are running around, but really kind of get to know the guy? Or do I do I really try to kind of find a way to do it on the down low? I think you just got to bite the bullet and just just go talk to the guy. Who gives a crap what we all think in the end, right? Right. I don't think Sirianni gives a crap at what anyone thinks. And it's like... Which is why we love him. Or like him. So I slow down. Sorry. That's a str- Love is a strong word. Yes. This, this point. There yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think, you know, Siriano would talk to, you know, a light pole on the street, you know. He, yeah. He'll just yeah, talk to think, anybody. You know? Yeah. So I don't think he was really thinking uh, much when he started talking to him. So. Um, but, yeah, you know, they did, uh, you know, so they might, might be in a market for, you know, a big back. Uh, they cut a running back this past week, DeAndre Torrey. Yep, never heard of him. Yep, never heard of him, and probably you haven't heard of quarterback Josh Blackwell or tackle Jared Williams, who they cut mm-hmm. also. Nope. Um, they put tight end Tyree Jackson and Brett Toth on the physically unable to perform list. The puppy list? The pup list. And then the guy they got in the trade for J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, they sent to the tight- Titans for a swap of late round draft picks in 2024. So in essence, we traded JJ our single white side for a swap of late round draft picks in 2024. So basically, we got another seventh round pick at some right. point, right? For uh, for old J Jaws, they say, which I think is a terrible nickname. I, I hate when people call him that. Yes, that was a bad nickname. Yeah, and it kind of fit the kind of player that he that he is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a, a poorly performing player, you know, deserves a poorly performing nickname. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so yeah, there wasn't much in uh, the game this past weekend because it was all backups. Well, I wouldn't say there wasn't. I mean, Carson Strong did play, Rick. Did you not notice? <laughs> I I did not notice. Yeah, he, I apologize. Uh, yeah, he he played. He. Uh, <laughs> Threw one pass, I think it was, what, what one pass? And uh, basically, I think, overthrew a guy. It's everything you'd expect from an uh, undrafted free agent quarterback who's playing one series in game two of the... Um, well, it would make sense that Carson Strong overthrew a guy, right? I, yeah, there you go. Name. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whoa. Sorry, website just started uh, playing on me. <laughs> uh, yeah, um... They did get uh, that Devin Allen a touchdown pass. Yeah, yeah, fifty-five. Yeah, he uh, he definitely um, turned on the uh, the motors, as they say. Yes, um, that was fun to see. But will that be enough to keep him? I don't know. I don't He'll know. Probably put him on the practice squad with yeah. along with John Hightower for the fifth consecutive year. Um, to see, that's the guy that just needs to like just go. I mean. <laughs> Come Either on. make the team or, you know... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, or go away. Right. Please. Right. Um, so this week, the team is in uh, Miami. Yeah, moon's over Miami. Exactly. And yep. uh, Miami in late August. Yeah, no thank you. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's a sweat parlor, basically, down there is, is everything I can gather. Um. I did hear that there was a fight today in the... Oh, there was. I, I didn't know there was a fight today. Yes. Oh. Yes. Uh, which I heard John Ritchie today say, you know, I always like to fight in training camp. It kind of broke things up. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, yeah, it, gives it, it buys him like an extra like a minute and a half between plays to uh, catch their breath. Right. Yeah, right. I get that. Um, so, yeah, they will uh, pra- practice with the... Um, uh, Dolphins, yeah, and um, and I heard that uh, they did not have a very good uh, practice session against the uh, Dolphins today. So. Which I saw Tua said basically, you know, they flew from Cleveland to 
to Philadelphia, practiced for a day or two, and then hopped back on a plane and flew down to Miami and practiced. And he said, well, that pretty much will take a toll on, on a team. But I mean, maybe this is like Nick's way to kind of get these guys used to a bunch of travel this year. Is it, I wonder if this is kind of a by design sort of thing where it's like, you know, get used to these quick turnarounds. Cause I haven't parsed their schedule enough to really see what the, um, you know, when they're playing back to back road games, are they going far between, you know, opponents? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. I do not know. Yeah. They, in this preseason schedule, you know, three games, two road games back to back is I think not exactly ideal, but you know, yeah. especially with enjoyed practices. Right. But, Hey, it's uh, you know the professional football players. I think they can hack it. They have two uh, back-to-back away games. They go from Green Bay to Tennessee, and then uh, New Orleans to the New York Giants, which the you know Giants are just catching the uh, you know the one forty-seven out of Thirtieth uh, Street. You know, the Giants. I saw had yet another uh, guy that they lose for the season a receiver. To uh, an Achilles. So. Uh, well, well. Speaking of uh, losing someone to an Achilles, uh, the Washington Commandos lost Chase Young. That's a big loss. Yes. For four weeks, and the Eagles play them week three, so they will be down, uh, down at defensive end. So maybe, um, you know, maybe the Commandos bring back uh, who's that guy who joined the Eagles last year and disappeared? He ended up on the car- uh, backside of a milk carton. See, I can't think of his name anymore. Ryan Kerrigan? Yes, thank you very much. Yeah. So, maybe he makes a comeback. I don't know. But that's good news for, let's face it, that's good news for the Eagles. So. Yes. Yes, it's always good to check in on our uh, rival NFC Easters. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, wide receiver Colin Johnson suffers a torn Achilles. Yes. So, um, yeah. So, and then Sterling Shepard activated off the pup list, so he's actually playing again. Um, so they lose one, gain another. If that's not if that's not a Giants move. I don't know what it is. <laughs> yes. Um, let me see here. I just had uh, something. I completely forgot. Oh, yes. Uh, You know, Jordan, the one thing that was a little concerning about the the, uh, game this past weekend was Jordan Davis was kind of, you know, missing in action. Really did not not have uh, very many good plays. I mean, he was just Hmm. kind of out there. I didn't notice that. I didn't see how many snaps he got. Did he get a lot of snaps? I do not know. I do not know. I'll have to... We'll have to check and see, but um, kind of taking a week off. Yeah, you know, they did pick him pretty high, and the one one of the knocks on him was his stamina. So uh, we'll have to keep an eye on that. But yeah, well, hopefully, uh, let's see. Hopefully that that's where you know, with all the talent they have at uh, at defensive line, they can just kind of keep those guys rotating, um, keep them keep them fresh for the fourth quarter. Right. Right. Uh, oh, was some small breaking news. So what the Eagles got was a six-round draft pick, not a seventh. Oh. For our, so they basically traded away uh, our Sega Whiteside for a six-round pick, which, you know what, fine, done. You know, it's, I'll take that for someone who basically, you know, accomplished nothing. Which, by the way, did you, did you see when they, uh, uh, the Seahawks traded for him, they posted, like, on on Twitter, like, the welcome to Seattle, JJ. And they posted all these highlights and literally posted, like, 13 of his 16 career catches. <laughs> I was like, oh, like, boy. Like him stretching, running onto <laughs> the field. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hitting a dummy, going through one of those, like, gauntlet things where they're just whacking you. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. Not too yeah. many highlights for him. But, no. No. Um yeah, uh, so some of the guys that did not practice uh, today were Kelsey, Miles Sanders, surprise, surprise, yep. Greg Ward, Jack Anderson, um, so 
Yeah. We'll have to... Uh, Kelsey's still not back, but after seeing Cam Jurgens play... Uh, yeah, no one's really all that worried at this point, you know? No, no, he's playing... Uh, he's doing a good job. Yeah, he's playing some good football. Yeah. So I think, uh, yeah, if, if if Kelsey comes back, he's healthy in a couple weeks, that's fine. And, you know, if Jurgens really does live up to what he's showing right now, I'd say that the center position is, is in good shape for the next, you know, four to five years, which is good. It's important. Right. Um, yeah, the fight was uh, in the fight in practice today was from some guys who are trying to make the team, basically. Yeah, basically. Marlon Tupuludu and Robert Jones. Mm. Yeah, those are two guys who are probably fighting for a roster spot. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so what else? Uh, what else have we got? I'm gonna watch. Um, uh, which we'll call it. Oh, Hard Knocks! Hard I haven't knocks. watched any. I haven't watched any uh, Hard Knocks yet this uh, this year. Am I missing out? Are we missing out? What well, are we missing? I, I'm I'm using it as scouting for the. Uh, oh, game uh, one. Game. Hey, John, you could never you know start scouting uh, too soon. No, no, that's right. true. Um, so we'll have to see uh, how that goes. Um, I haven't uh, really heard much from the Detroit Lions. I don't know. It's funny. You know, at first I saw the first Hard Knocks and I was kind of scared. But then, you know, the more and more I started to read about them and, you know, now I'm not really scared. Not that it's we just need to show up and we'll win, but um, I'm not as scared as I was a couple weeks ago. I think Detroit is actually, they lost a receiver this past week too. Uh, their first round draft pick uh, was it Jameis Williamson. Uh, he is out for a significant amount, four to five weeks or something like that with an injury. Um, oh. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he is, yeah, Lions placing Jameis Williams, not Williamson, Jameis Williams on reserve uh, NFI list? What's the NFI list? Oh, jeez. Not fit for, well, what the hell is it? Oh, non-football injury reserve list. What is that? It's a... I don't know. Williams suffered an ACL in the... Oh, uh, he suffered an ACL tear in the uh, national championship game, and the Lions have taken his rehab slow and steady. So he's always been injured. He's just officially out for a chunk of time. That's basically what it looks like. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah. Um, yeah, I'll give it a watch. I, you know, Hard Knocks is is a decent show. I think it was better years ago than it is now. But, you know, it, it has moments. You got uh, John Hamm uh, as the narrator. Oh, oh it's no longer uh, Leah Schreiber, huh? No. Oh, that's too bad. So. Oh, because John Hamm did the voiceover for... He did it for something else that was pretty good. I forget what it was. I forget. Anyway. I was watching the rest of that um, All or Nothing, you know, that highlighted the 2019 season. And I watched a game that we were at, mm-hmm. um, that we attended, Um and it was Come weird here. to watch. Uh, it's the Redskins. Is that Reds, uh, the game in December at Washington? And the quarterback is that guy who was killed by a truck or whatever down in Miami. It was weird to watch it and think that. Oh, uh, Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne yeah. Haskins. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So. Um, it's funny you say that. I just could completely forgotten he was killed uh, this past year. Right, oh. right, yeah. So that was uh, that was kind of weird. Yeah, kids, don't cross a freeway at two a.m. in the morning uh, on foot. Exactly. Not a good idea. Not a good idea. Yep. Call a cab. Use a use Uber. Use something. Don't try to cross an active freeway. Yes. Exactly. Especially in Miami. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anything else we learned uh, this week or, you know, around the NFC East or with the Eagles or 
Uh, no, not that I can think of. Uh, well, so one thing I did go back and update. Um, I do listen to um, uh, pro football talk with some regularity in the morning here on the West Coast. Uh, one thing I'm realizing, Peter King hasn't been to uh, Philadelphia to do a profile on any player in quite some time. So... I still think he, Peter King, secretly hates Philadelphia. <laughs> I'm, he's literally, I looked through all his stuff, he's literally been to every other, or he's done a profile on every other team in the past two years, except the Eagles. I wonder what the deal is with that. Uh, uh, I don't know, but, you know, uh, I think it goes back to, you know, for me, it goes back to what, um, Devontae Smith's t-shirt or sweatshirt. Nobody likes us, we don't care. <laughs> That's exactly. kind of how I feel about uh, the whole situation. Uh, Peter King has ranked uh, the Eagles as having the 10th best roster uh, hmm. this year. Now, exactly how you rank something like that, I have no idea. Uh, right? Yeah, I, that's the kind of shit that like makes no sense to me. Right. Like, How do you even do that? Right. Like, are you quantifying? I mean, the best way to do it is like, all right, take all the... Uh, the Madden ratings for all every player and do like a running average for each team. Like that's the only way objectively you could kind of pull that off. Right. Yeah. I thought that was kind of silly, but um, on another note, we do have the second easiest schedule uh, of the, of all of the NFL this year. See, Uh, now that is easy to quantify. That's, that's, that's not very hard. That is purely numbers driven, but yep. You know, I was also thinking about that. I haven't gone in and torn the numbers apart. You know, just playing, what, six of our games against the other three teams in the NFC East <laughs> probably Yeah, probably helps. certainly, yeah, certainly drives that, like, average win value, uh, average number of wins of your opponent down pretty much in half. Right. Than, uh, say, someone in the, um, you know, NFC West or something like that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. No doubt. No doubt. Um, as far as the Dolphins, I really don't know uh, too much about the Dolphins, so this uh, game uh, should be interesting this week. I I did find very interesting. You know, the quarterback there is Tua. Yep. And we have Jalen Hurts. I think we all know it was yep. Tua who replaced Jalen Hurts at Alabama. At Alabama, which forced. Jalen Hurts to transfer to Oklahoma. Yep. So um, it's uh, interesting. I wonder how that uh, relationship is. Yeah, I would think it's probably a little. Uh, I'll say I'll, I'll guess and say it's a little strained or a little awkward. You know, they're probably not going up and giving each other hugs and and kisses and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. The game is Saturday at one o'clock. Uh, anyone in particular you're looking forward to to watch or keep an eye on? Or uh, I did hear uh, just a little bit that the Dolphins are a lot like the Eagles. I really didn't hear too much about that, but mm-hmm. um, I did. Uh, I'll have to take a look at that. But they have a you know they've got Tyreek Hill. Yep. Um, you know, he's always interesting. Whether he'll play or not, you know, who knows? But uh, they've got that old Penn State. Uh, tight end Gasecki. Yep. Uh, they've got Tua. Um, Too much Tua. Yes. Um, yeah. So uh, I think. Yeah, they do have uh, their defensive end. Is. Um, no, I was wrong on that one. I thought he was the Villanova guy, but um, no. Howie uh, Long. No, there is a guy that got drafted by the Kansas City. Um, who was a Villanova guy. He was a Villanova mm. guy. Um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I went through their uh, defense, and I, I mean, no, nobody rings a bell. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm looking at their uh, their roster right now, and yeah, there's no one, no real standouts. Uh, you know, in my book. Yeah. I mean, definitely no household names. Nope. Um, yeah. Although, I keep forgetting uh, Teddy Bridgewater's their backup. Talk about someone who just fell off the face of the earth, speaking of household names. 
Actually, wasn't it Teddy Bridgewater who... That, that uh, last year. Yeah, but wasn't he the one who got hurt and then the Eagles ended up trading away Bradford? You know, who was it? They traded away, uh, a, you know, was it Bradford to them or something like that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. because I think they traded Bradford to Minnesota. Yeah, the Vikings. And basically got like a first and a something or other. Yeah. Which I'm, I'd be curious to go back and look at like, hey, we're, you know, what that pick turned into. Uh, Sammy Sleeves. That's a bit. Yeah, that's a bit uh, yeah, longer. Sammy Sleeves, yeah. <laughs> I remember because remember that, that year, that was what, like 20. I think that was uh, Carson's first year, right? Was it his first year? I think so, because they dealt. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they, they, they dealt. dealt uh, Bradford and then. Yeah, just put Carson in the, in the starting lineup. Right. Right. That's right, yeah. Because uh, I was going to say, because it was a year before that when Sam Bradford was around, or when they acquired Sam Bradford is when the talk of the Eagles trying to trade up, this was back during chip time, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. There were rumors running around, or everyone was hoping the Eagles would trade up and get what's-his-face out of Oregon, who's kind of basically turned into nothing. Um, I don't know exactly how you turn into nothing, but no, I don't Mariota. know. Yeah, well, yeah, well, there you go. That's that's how you turn into nothing. Yeah. You become the fourth pick overall, and you've basically just you know haven't really produced much. Yeah. Uh, see Sam Darnold. <laughs> so, um, you know, going through the, I always like to take a look at um, the coaching staff who we're playing against. And nobody really uh, jumps out at me except Patrick Sertain. Sertain? 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 Yeah, former defensive um, defensive back? Defensive back, correct. He's a yeah. DB coach. Wes Welker is their wide receivers coach. That's funny. I had no idea that's where Wes Welker ended up as yes. a wide receivers coach. That's, that's where he is hiding out in the witness protection program. Yep. And uh, Daryl Bevel, who's been one of those like quarterback whisperers, is the quarterback coach. Derek Bevel. That name sounds... Or Daryl Bevel. That sounds very familiar. Yes, he's been kind of a bunch of different places. uh, places. Um, 26 years. I don't think he was that old. Um, He's been the offensive coordinator for Minnesota, Seattle, Detroit, and Jacksonville. Oh. So he's been around. So if we were to play this game... Folks, this is called Unscripted Content, brought to you by uh, those folks at Unscripted. If you need Unscripted services, call them. Uh, if we do the same thing with the uh, your Detroit Lions, Rick, it's interesting to uh, look at the coaches. Uh, also, I always like to see what, uh, you know, Sam Bradford. Sam Bradford, when he's in the NFL, he's in the NFL from 2010 the 2018. So that guy made so much money in the NFL. He made, in nine seasons, he made $130 million. Yeah, that dude. I mean, good for him, but like, whole, I mean, because wasn't he like the whole reason why they kind of went to the, the rookie contract scale? Yeah, probably. Because he got like buku dollars for his first contract. Well, yeah, his, his second year he made twenty six million. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, and this was like what year? This was like nineteen eighty two. Uh, twenty eleven. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, that's like one of those guys, one of the highest paid NFL players ever, but really didn't do anything. Okay, so here. Okay, so I'm looking at the. Uh, this is fascinating. I'm looking at the uh, uh, coaching staff for your Detroit Lions. Uh, your quarterback coach, here's a name from the past for you, speaking of witness protection, Mark Brunel. Yes. Former Husky turn, what, Jacksonville Jaguar? Almost a Philadelphia Eagle. At yeah. yeah. Uh, here's another one for you. Antoine Randall L., former quarterback at uh, Indiana, went on yep. to play uh, wide receiver at, uh, at your Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. Um... Dave Phipp, I think you mentioned that last week. These special yeah, teams. There are a lot of uh, good names there on that staff. Uh, and 
John Morton is no, that can't be. That's not the uh, the wide, former wide receiver, is it? Uh, what's he coaching? He's a senior offensive assistant. It, oh, it's got to be someone different. I don't know. Maybe. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that's fun. Especially see see folks when you're older like us. Half these guys you remember. This is these are the guys that we grew up watching. You know, play football. That's kind of what it is for us when we look at like all these. Uh, well, uh, former so, players. Yeah, some of us didn't grow up watching football. I I remember seeing them play football after I had finished college. <laughs> oh yeah, no, kind of the same thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, John, I got a couple questions for you. This is NFL. Fire away. Who has the uh, biggest base salary this year in the NFL? Uh. Aaron Rodgers? Ryan Tannehill, $29 really? million. Oh, wow. That's uh, okay. That's a good little of a surprise, right? Yeah, that's, that's shocking to me. I would have never guessed that. Yeah. Um, you know, I was looking up Brantford, and, uh, you know, they've got some really interesting statistics here. Tom Brady has made $332 million. Uh, he's earned every penny of it. Um, he, he's number one in the NFL history as far as earnings, followed by Aaron Rodgers, Matthew Stafford, Matt Ryan, and Russell Wilson. Wow. Uh, Russell Wilson, number five, with $205 million. Jeez. That's, that's, a that's a, yeah, that's a lot of coin. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I would have never guessed it was that much, but then you think I you'd be so I wonder is that strictly base salary for those guys? Is that you know for Aaron Rodgers and and um, uh, for the base salary question that was uh, Tanny Hill? Oh, okay. Uh, but total cash, Matthew Stafford's number one, checking in at sixty-one point five million. Got it. Okay, that 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 kind of makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, and there's, uh, that Deshaun Watson, biggest guarantee ever in NFL football. Oh, my God. Speaking of train wrecks. Yes, exactly. Um, and then they also have positional, uh, leaders, um, uh, uh, by, uh, by pay? Uh, yeah, by pay. Uh, I bet you our Philadelphia Eagles probably don't have anyone no. on there as no. like the top. Uh, 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 Lane Johnson, Lane Johnson's right tackle, highest paid right uh, tackle, fifteen point uh, seven million. That's a that's a good position if you're gonna you know pick a position where you're gonna spend a ton of money. Uh, uh, you know, left and right tackle is probably a good position. Yeah, so that's actually good. Uh, outside of quarterback, what do you think are the next highest paid positions? Uh, I'd have to go wide receiver or D tackle. Thirty-one. Oh. Uh, Aaron Donald. Thirty-one. Oh yeah, five. that's right. Yeah, I guess you got to uh, kind of look at the talent that's out there as opposed to the position and think about who's your uh, who's your yeah your top talent. Yeah, that's a good one. Jair Alexander, quarterback for Green Bay, at $31,076,000. Million that, uh, that seems like a bit much for a cornerback. Yeah. And then DK Metcalf, so wide receiver um, at $31 million, so third highest. Huh. I would have, yeah, I would have never guessed a uh, defensive back was making that much this year. Yeah. Well, this uh, this segment brought to you by uh, Chase what, what Bank. If you need a lo- uh, low interest loan, <laughs> loan, just loan, call Chase at one eight hundred Chase. They'll yeah. get you hooked up with one of their quality uh, product representatives. This is not a commercial. It was a joke. Um, so, John, what do you uh, what do you think? Uh, you know this. Uh, Third 
uh, game is going to kind of be a nothing game. But, you know, do we play the who's going to make the roster list? Uh, who's going to make the roster? Game? Or, yeah, or do we play, yeah, or the conversely is a who's not going to make the roster? Um, um, and I think there's also, <laughs> there'll probably be who we don't want it to make. Yeah, we'll start there. That's an yeah, easy one. Jalen Rager, get off. Go. Skedaddle. Just leave us alone. Jalen Rager's been uh, traded to the Radnor Middle School uh, oh, boy. grade team. I wish. Uh, let's see what, what they have for the uh, two deep here. Philadelphia Eagles two deep depth chart. Yeah, it, uh, speaking, I was going to bring this up too. It sounds like the uh, the defensive back from uh, Alabama that the uh, Eagles drafted, Josh Job. Yes, is. Sounds like from everything they're saying, because I've never actually been to a practice or seen one in recent years. He, he's sounds like he's he's definitely the uh, the practice darling this year. Yeah, definitely he's uh, um, he's definitely going to make the team. Yeah, I think. Not that I know anything, you know, inside information, but you know, there's been a lot of good things. Ross Tucker was telling. Talking about him on the broadcast of the night, uh, yep. of the other day. So, um, yeah. So, you know, it's interesting. The Eagles have a uh, depth chart here, and they have AJ Brown, Jalen Rager, John Hightower, and Devin Allen as wide receivers. Um, and they're listed as the X, Y, and the Z. So they have AJ Brown, Quez Watkins, Devontae Smith as first rounder or first, and then second. Stringers, uh, Jalen Rager, Greg War, Zach Pascal. I think that's who they keep. I think everyone else is. Uh... So right now on Bleeding Green Nation, at wide receiver, uh, they have A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Quez, then Zach Pascal, and then Deion Kane. On the outs, Rager, Covey, Ward, Hightower, Allen. So out of those outs, you got to think, okay, they're probably going to try to trade Rager. Right. Hightower, I think Hightower and Ward, you're almost at, like, it's time to release. And Allen and Covey, you send to a, a practice squad, right? Try right. to build some youth there and, you know, younger, you know, younger guys, not, a, not as much experience. Well, Covey has a ton of experience, but Allen does not. He's been out of football for about a year. Right. right. So I, I'd buy that. I mean, that's a pretty good, you know, Brown, Smith, Watkins, Pascal, Kane seems to be a pretty good uh, lineup. And if you bring up, you know, Allen or Covey, maybe, I mean, can you keep, I mean, can you keep Ward or uh, Hightower on the practice squad at this point? I mean, I don't it just think seems you can really keep weird. Ward. Uh, Hightower, I think you can, but I think Ward's, Ward's too old. Yeah. Um, yeah, they really need to get rid of Raider. Yeah. I hate to sound like a broken record. Yeah. Um, the other interesting is uh, quarterback, right? I mean, it seems like we go through a lot of those guys. So they have uh, quarterback, or let's call it um, DBs, right? Yep. They have uh, Bradbury. Slay at the corners, the nickel Avante Maddox, Marcus Epps at safe, uh, and Marcus Epps and Anthony Harris. Yeah. Both at uh, safe safeties. And then they have uh, Zek McPherson, Kerry Vincent Jr., Josiah Scott, Kavon Wallace, and Jakiski Tart. Tart. Um, they don't have Josh Job until uh, the third stringers. So. Yeah, on Bleeding Green Nation for your cornerbacks, Slay, Bradbury, Maddox, McPherson, and then Job, and then Tay Gowan. On the outs, Kerry Vincent Jr., which is, that's a course like cold hard fact. That guy just got killed last week. I think any, any receiver on the uh, Browns that caught a pass was being uh, covered by Kerry Vincent Jr. I actually kind of felt bad for the guy. Then uh, the rest are basically just hitting dummies along with a guy who just got traded uh, for a six-round pick, Ugo Amadi. Right. Um, so that uh, 
That was a good move. That's a good one way to free up a roster spot is get a pick for him, a future pick. Right. Right. Exactly. Safety, they got Marcus Epps, who was kind of one of those early uh, darlings. Um, preseason darlings. Uh, it's gone, everyone's kind of gone a little quiet on him. Anthony Harris, Kavon Wallace, as you said, and Andre Shashir. How do you pronounce that? Anyway. And on the outs, Scott Tart Blankenship, which I think Blankenship is another guy who I think I saw. I saw the back of his jersey a lot uh, during uh, the broadcast last week, which if you know anything about football, that's not a good thing. If you're, yeah, if you're a defensive back. Now, if you see the back of the jersey of a wide receiver all the time, that's a great thing. Yes. That means you're being chased. Yes. But if you're the one doing the chasing, you screwed up, pal. Yeah. Um, so, no, that's, uh, you know, I think that gives us a better understanding as to who's going to make the team and who's not. Yeah. Uh, the rest of the positions, I think, are pretty uh, cut and dry for the most part. Right. I mean, O line's pretty much set. Yep. Tight ends set. Uh, defensive end, de- defensive ends set, uh, D tackles set, linebackers. Unfortunately, but, it seems like we're going to have Derek Barnett for another, uh, yeah, another year. Yeah, I know, I know. So. He'll, he'll have at least two uh, personal fouls in the fourth quarter and third downs when the Eagles are down by two and they have the, or sorry, down by two and the other teams. Uh, uh, pushing the score. Yeah, he only seems to get personal fouls when it's third and long at a yeah. crucial time of the game. Yeah, or, yeah. Anything to give the whatever situation that gives the opponent the advantage and they take the lead with a, a minute and a half left in the game. Right, right, exactly. Um, yeah, linebacker, you know, I think, you know, la- this time last year, I mean, you think back, uh, what's his name? Who was the long-haired dude who could Alan Singleton? Yeah, who... who who couldn't, who couldn't cover his 12-year-old German Shepherd if he had to. I mean, thank God that guy is out of the rotation. I'm sure he's a perfectly nice gentleman, but, man, I you put him in a... Uh, I think he's gone. Yeah, he's gone. He, where, he, I don't know where he... Is he on a team right now? Uh, the... Broncos. He's with oh. the Broncos. So. I, wonder, uh, I wonder how he's doing on that... Uh, on the depth chart on those. Because that's always interesting to see, right, is when the, it, you know, if he was a starter for us this year and then he goes to another team and he's like, uh, yeah, you may not make the team, pal, then you kind of really get a sense of, like, wow, he really was, like, patchwork. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, he signed with uh, Denver on a one-year contract. So. Yeah. So it wasn't... Uh, well, they it just like he was lured away with the big money. No. Yeah. Uh, and the Broncos just released a uh, inside linebacker, so he's probably still on the team. Yeah. Yeah, but for a uh, linebacker, I think, you know, they got um, T.J. Edwards, who I'm a big fan of. Um, yep. And then they also have N'Kobe Dean, which I think we're both big fans of. Yes. So... You know, I think they're getting quality linebackers. I think that's traditionally been one of those uh, areas where we haven't spent a lot of money. No. Uh, but it seems like we've, we're getting quality players there. Yeah, Elliot Shore Parks of your WIP uh, was reporting this morning that uh, during practice, Mr. Dean was getting some uh, uh, first-team reps in. Oh. So, um, yeah, so we'll see if... I wonder if he'll play this weekend. Or if they're just going to go just strictly... Well, he'll probably play right, you know, first quarter, then after that it's just nothing but second and deep third stringers. Right. Right. Because uh, even if they play third stringers, you know, you want to keep the, uh, the first and your, and your quality second stringers healthy. Um, yeah. Which, it makes me... Uh, Think like thank God there isn't a fourth um, preseason game because I don't know what they would do. I think three preseasons game preseason games was a good move by the uh, NFL. Yeah, 
I think it's smart. Yeah, no, it gets, yeah, it gets kind of repetitive. You know, it's like you're getting excited about uh, the season. Yeah. And, and poor uh, Ross Tucker has got to come up with something. And, I mean, he's just straining after a while to, like, be excited. But he, he I can't tell if he's faking it or if he's really legitimately excited. He does a good yeah. job. Um, did you see that? Did you watch the broadcast or did you listen to it? Or I watched it. Oh, you know what? I, they had it on. Uh, for those who weren't on during the Open, I'm out here in uh, the city of Napa, California. <clears throat> and NFL uh, had it up on their website uh, playing uh, for free, advertising wow. their NFL Plus product, which I still don't know what it is. I've used it, and I don't know what NFL Plus is, but you know, all I know is I got the Eagles game for free. You got the Plus. Uh, yeah, I got the, I got the, yeah, I got the Plus. Yeah. Uh, but it was the... Um, uh, it was the Browns feed. Oh, um, who the the uh, the color guy was Joe Thomas. Oh, right, right. And the uh, the play by play guy was uh, a guy from the NFL Network who does a bunch of shows. I can't think of his name. He's a decent guy, yeah, decent guy. Forces the entertainment value a little much here and there, but right. Joe Thomas was a good listen. You know, he's one of those guys playing. He's kind of a Ross, you know, in the mode of mold of, of Ross Tucker, kind of plain speaking, telling stories, you know, sharing what it's like to be an NFL player without being too terribly verbose. Yeah. Uh, the, but yeah. Um, for the Eagles broadcasters, they had them in not like the 40-yard line, not the 30, not the 20, not the 10, literally in the back of the end zone, like in what? line with a field goal. <laughs> Really? So when they were at the other end of the field, it was they were the team was literally like on the opposite, a hundred yards away. <laughs> they couldn't hear, they couldn't see anything. Right, right, right. They're like, oh yeah, I think that's close to the goal line, and they're on like the seventy yard line. <laughs> I, you know what? I I feel bad for their spotter, whoever their spotter was for that game. Right. Because right. typically the spotters sit right next to them, and you know, hopefully they had a big set of binoculars because they ain't seeing squat. Yeah. Yeah, so such is preseason of football. Yep, yep. Uh, but no, the 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 Browns broadcast was decent. Um, I will say, kind of like what you mentioned earlier, um, it was shocking how thin the crowd was. <laughs> right. Especially when you know when they, we see the highlights from when the 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 Eagles' first public practice, and the place was thirty five thousand plus. Right. And you right. go to you know the Browns practice you know preseason game and they're barely pulling ten thousand. Well, I asked you know our father who is a stalwart Browns fan. I said, "Where are all the where are all the Cleveland you know fans?" And he said, "Oh, well, look look, it's raining." Oh boy, not exactly a ringing endorsement from Dad. No, no, no. When I think of you know Ohio people. Cleveland Browns fans, I, you know, they're usually out there in any weather. But. Uh, yeah, I would expect sterner stuff from them, but, you know. Well, that's the other thing, too. It was a Wednesday afternoon, or, sorry, Sunday afternoon, so today's Wednesday. It was, so there's, you know, there's no excuse. It's not like it was on a Thursday night or something like that, or Thursday hey, day. Hey, John, there's a lot to do uh, on a Sunday afternoon in Cleveland. Uh, please tell me, what, what are those, like, fun things to do? Maybe we should start a podcast on that. As like, hey, here's some amazing things to do on a Sunday afternoon in Cleveland. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, Ohio. Uh, yeah, I don't want to squash Ohio too much, seeing as that, you know our entire family's from there. Yes. Uh, but yeah, we have it in our blood. Yeah. And it's essentially the birthplace of football. Yes, sir. And it's uh, the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Yeah. So you can't kind of. Shit on Ohio too much. They gave us it gave us rubber football, LeBron James, and uh, who's the other basketball player who's out of Ohio recently? These I can't think who it was, but um, I think he was also from Akron as well. Oh, I have no idea. Yeah, I got. I can't think of it now. But and I'm not talking about Brawny, by the way. Exactly. But, yeah. Exactly. Uh, let's see. Anything else we should uh, wrap up at this point? What are we missing? 
Uh, no, but, uh, you know, I think next week uh, we're going to have, you know, the full-fledged get ready for the game. I know. I'm excited. Right? Yeah. I mean, no more of this, uh, you know, uh, you know, you're talking about Ross Tucker having to fill. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, yeah. we will be ready for the um, season. Yeah, we'll have yeah. Uh, depth, real depth charts. Real depth charts. Talk about, you know, who made the team, who didn't make the team. Real and, injury reports. Uh, yes. Yes. And um, probably a better line as far as what the game yep. is going to be like. So, yeah, definitely exciting. The uh, the other actually exciting part, too, honestly, is I'd be very curious to see, because a lot of the commentary, you know, kind of radio stations and things like that, it's still kind of like the B crew running around. I'd be very curious to see, uh, you know, who's kind of the main crew for like WIP Morning Show and, uh, you know, all the podcasts because, you know, time for, uh, you know. Oh, also, too, is uh, that's one thing I want to bring up. Speaking of media, is it looks like Ruben Frank is taking over for um, Ray Dittinger on the post game. Yeah, it's uh, interesting you say that. I was looking for the post game from this past. There, game. I don't think there was one. I was looking for it too. Yeah, there wasn't one because there was a Phillies game at the same time. Oh, so, I think that they obviously do it in the same studio. So, yeah, I think they basically just change the digi board behind them and then like go. Right. Right. But yeah, I think it's this year. It's uh, Bear Brooks and uh, Ruben Frank, which. I think between those two, you're gonna have to like double that uh, that catering uh, bill. You got it's Ruben Frank. Is it doesn't seem to be a light eater, in my opinion. No, no, there are some big lads. Yeah, but you know, I, hopefully he does well. I, I, that'd be a tough position to to fill, right? The, the the seat that was Ray Didinger. So big shoes to fill, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. You get those legal pads out. That's a Ray Didinger joke. Yes, we yeah, are a narrow, we are a narrow niche podcast, so that's a pretty pretty <laughs> insidey joke for for those that don't know. Exactly. exactly. Um, but yeah, we see what uh, Angelo brings uh, this you know this coming week after you know who the uh, the weekly guests are. Um, Elliot Shore Parks, all those guys starting to show up with some regularity. Um, yeah, yes. we can. We can break down their predictions. It'll be Prediction City next week, so that'll be fascinating. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. I'll have to do a little research on that. Yeah, we'll uh, yeah we'll have to put in. A, we'll do our homework next week, folks, because this episode's been a little bit like uh, preseason. You know. Yeah, it, it is kind of pre, a preseason game. Yeah, for us too. Yeah, exactly. And for the record, uh, I don't think I've had a day off from work since uh, around June first. So. If uh, if I'm lacking, that's why. So, Rick, apologies. John, no problem. But the uh, art game will get done. It'll uh, hit the stores, and hopefully people will love it. Yes, that'll so, be good. It'll be good. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, that's it for us. It's been uh, 53 minutes and 24 seconds, so I think it's time for us to go. Until then, uh, Fly Eagles Fly. Yes, Fly Eagles Fly. Adios. Go Birds. Go Birds.